Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Week 14 preview episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by MyBookie. As a true football fan, you already know that every weekend your favorite gridiron warriors put their skills to the test. So why aren't you doing the same? We are three quarters of the way through the NFL season. We kick off the fourth quarter tomorrow night on Thursday with the Bears and the Cowboys. So now is the time. You're running out of time to get off of the sidelines and get in the game with my bookie. My bookie is the premier place to bet on all your pro and college football action every weekend. Big weekend in college football. It's championship weekend. All the conference championships being decided. We're going to know who's going to be in that playoff after this Saturday. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, the sand is running out of the hourglass, so do the smart thing and bet with the best at MyBookie. Best part is if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put 1000 down, they'll give you 1000 That's double your initial deposit so that you can use all of that cash to make all of your best picks. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double down on your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today where you play, you win, you get paid. My guest today from another Armchair Media Network podcast, the Frisco Report, Joe Rodriguez is going to help us preview the Bears and Cowboys matchup for Thursday night. Two struggling teams at 6-6 six and six right now. I'd say that we as Bear fans are probably happy where we're at at 6 and 6 much more than the Cowboys who started 3 and 0 and are currently on a two game losing streak to be 6 and 6 feel about where they're at at the moment. So plenty to talk about there. Joe's going to help us talk about it all. So let's get to it. It's the week 14 preview of the Bears Talk Underground. So let's get it done. The fourth quarter of the season is here, and our beloved kick it off on Thursday night football against the Cowboys with the whole world watching, unfortunately. What's going on, everybody? Larity back to week 14 preview episode of the Bears Talk Underground. Joe Rodriguez from our very own Armchair Media Network's Frisco Report will be joining us here in just a few moments to hash out this matchup between the Bears uh, and the Cowboys. But... Uh, you know, a couple of things that uh, we want to address before we get to that. Uh, first of all, uh, the big news of the week is that uh, Akeem Hicks, who was the target, uh, if you will, of my rant uh, last week, talking about uh, tell the fans to stop booing us and all that nonsense, returned to practice on Sunday uh, when the Bears uh, got back to work after their win over the uh, – the Lions uh, last week, Akeem Hicks has come back. He has been practicing. He's not on the injury report, so he's been full go for 
whatever that's worth in this uh you know in this week to get ready for another Thursday game but um you know he's he's back and the I think the Bears have already designated him to return off of IR which means he's going to be available next week against the Packers I mean and talk about I mean especially if we win this game on Thursday we're a three game we're on a three game win streak we're going into Lambeau we've got some momentum We've got some confidence that we've won some ball games, especially a home game against the Cowboys, who are currently a quote-unquote playoff team. Um, but we're going into Lambeau. It's a revenge game from the way that we played week one, which was embarrassing. The offense should be more than jacked up uh, for that one. And we get one of our leaders and one of the best players on the team back out on the field uh, to get after Rodgers. I mean, it could be a huge game for Khalil Mack because we know the, how much better he is on the field once with Akeem Hicks. You know, it's really not even so much about the player coming from the other side, but when Akeem and Khalil line up next to each other on the field, that is really something special uh, for our defense, and we could potentially have that back uh, next Sunday against the uh, against the Packers. And I am just over the moon. Uh, about that possibility so even though he wasn't my favorite person a week ago uh, I can't wait for him to be back I really can't I'm just looking forward to seeing uh, what he'll look like and if he'll be ready to go next week against the Packers because we'll need him uh, to win that game uh, next week but for that game to mean anything we got to win this one uh, on Thursday Um, other bear related news uh, Ron Rivera was let go uh, by the Panthers uh, today, with four games left, he was let go. I think Perry Fuel or Fuel, or however you say his last name, uh, secondary coach is uh, going to take over as interim head coach of the Panthers these last four weeks. Um, that ends a eight or nine year tenure uh, with the Panthers. Uh, you know, three division championships, um, several winning seasons, and a Super Bowl appearance in in uh, Super Bowl Fifty. Unfortunately, a loss uh, for those uh, Panthers, but nonetheless, he got him there. So uh, I'm sure that uh, he probably won't be unemployed long once the uh, the vacancies start opening up uh, in the NFL. I'm sure that he'll be uh, a hot target for quite a few teams. I mean, you know, the the Giants are going to be in need of a team. Hell, the team that we're talking about this week, the Cowboys. Uh, might be in search of a of a new head coach the uh the Redskins are going to be looking for a new head coach and that's just off the top of my head man I mean I'm sure that that's uh that there are several teams that are going to be looking for for new head coaches that uh, a Ron Rivera type guy would be exactly the kind of thing that they would want for their uh want for their program so I mean he should definitely be a hot commodity uh in 2020 so that is what we have for that um you know it's too bad that uh that chico lost his job and i mean i've already been seeing tweets about hey man uh you know he could he could help us with the with the bears uh next year it's like doing what you know pagano's not going to be replaced as defensive coordinator chico is a defensive guy he's not going to take a like consultant uh position with anybody he's going to want to be a head coach again there's definitely going to be teams uh interested and like i said naggy is not going anywhere so you know it would take a monument not even just losing these last four games it would take a monumental 
collapse of some kind for the Bears to pull the trigger on getting rid of him uh, over the next few weeks. I just I just do not see uh, that happening. So Nagy's not going anywhere. So, And then finally, let's talk about our injury report. Let's see if I can pull it up. Uh, real quick the the bears and uh cowboys have the official you know they had to release injury reports for monday and tuesday let's see i'm pulling it up here on the app i know that um here we go prince of mukamore this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Has not practiced yet with a hamstring. Uh, Ben Broniker and um, Taylor Gabriel have yet to practice yet with the concussions that kept him out last week. Same thing with Bobby Massey and his ankle injury. So basically anyone who's on the injury report has not practiced yet uh, this week. Amokamura, Broniker, Taylor Gabriel, Bobby Massey, and Danny Trevathan. I think they're still holding out hope for him that he might be able to come back before the end of the uh, season. Uh, Bilal Nichols was limited with a knee injury, but I think they they do that every once in a while. I think they do that to give him a day off or something like that. He always manages to play through it. So, yeah. So, Mukamura being, I guess, being the big headliner there. Taylor Gabriel still not practicing with the concussion. He did miss a couple of games when he had one earlier this season. The Bears just playing it uh, safe, especially with Javon Wims playing the game that he did uh, last week. So, no big hurry to get Gabriel back. And then Massey with the high ankle sprain is going to probably be out for another couple of weeks if he makes it back at all uh, this year. So that is our injury report. And I think that is basically all I have right now. So um, let's go ahead and uh, get into this and then bring in uh, Joe Rodriguez from the Frisco Report right here on the Armchair Media Network and uh, talk about this very, very interesting matchup between the Bears and the Cowboys for Week 14 on Thursday Night Football. Week 14 has our beloved returning home to Soldier Field and returning to Thursday Night Football, or the Thursday Football, for the third time this year. We kicked off the year on Thursday night. We played on Thanksgiving last week. And now we're returning home week 14 to play the Cowboys in a very, very important game between two 6-6 six and six teams. Two teams that probably feel very different about where they are at 6-6 six and six right now. And to help me preview this very important ball game, 
between the Bears and Cowboys from uh, America. From America. What am I saying? The Armchair Media Network's uh, own Frisco Report, Joe Rodriguez. Joe, welcome back to the show, man. Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having me on. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about that. What I just said there. I mean, we're, we got two six and six teams. Although on our end, with the Bears and everything, with the struggles that we've had this year, we're happy to be six and six at this point. The Cowboys, on the other hand, started three and zero and are probably and have lost two straight. Probably very unhappy being six and six at the moment. Correct? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Not what we wanted, not what we expected, and it's been a very disappointing season thus far. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm looking at the at the schedule and um, the the pattern that I'm noticing here is that aside from the Jets game, it's like when you play a you know like a below 500 team or something like that, you guys thrive because that's you started the Giants, the Washington Redskins, the Miami Dolphins, which are currently like one, two, and three in the NFL draft if it was today. Uh, right now so that's how you start the year then you lose a tight ball game to new orleans uh you drop uh drop one to to green bay and then i said there there's that that jet game that's the anomaly in there but philly struggling you beat them the following week you get the giants again you beat them minnesota you lose because they're eight and four right now you beat detroit another struggling ball game ball club and then the last two weeks new england and uh buffalo both winning teams both losses for the for the cowboys so i mean you know last year you guys were one of those teams that just kind of came out of nowhere as far as like the defense really took a hold you were the first ones to be able to crack the code on the saints and everything uh last year but this year you guys are you know you're you're struggling against the teams that uh that you were beating a year ago yeah no, nah, it's it's been a. <clears throat> I think for both of our teams, you know, the Bears and the Cowboys, oh, you know, you sure, look yeah. back at what we did last year, where we're at now. Um, I don't know; they almost mirror each other. But for the Cowboys, that's been the narrative. You know, you can beat bad teams, but you can't be you can't beat teams that are five hundred or above. So, so last weekend, or uh, when you guys were playing, I was watching that game because I was like, if they win here, they're going to go to five hundred, and we're going to lose now. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's. That's how the Cowboys have played. If you're 500 or above, we're right right, right now we're uh, 0 and 5 versus 500 clubs. Wow. So, yeah. not good. Well, I mean, you know, that's the and you're right. I mean, the Bears are very much in the same uh the same boat. I mean, we've lost some games that we should have won. We probably won a game or two that we should have have lost. But, you know, we we've we've uh, you know, and and just like the the Cowboys to get to 500 this last two weeks we had to beat the giants and the and the lions this is not the tallest order in the nfl uh these days but you know the bears have been struggling to beat you know we struggled to beat the chargers you know we 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 had a we had a lead on the on the raiders and gave up a 97 yard drive to lose that game so the bears have been you know almost re- seemingly reinventing ways to to lose games uh mm. this year i mean games that they probably would have walked away with Last year, you give the Bears a lead in the fourth quarter a year ago, you could send that one to the bank. It's over with. This year, it's it's that's not the uh, that's not the case. Is the defense struggling to close out the way the Bears have been? Uh, the defense has been underwhelming uh, big time. You know, it's just uh, they they didn't address you know how they got, they got exposed in the playoffs versus the Rams, uh, Colts. I mean, 
various teams were able to expose the Cowboys run defense. Cowboys really didn't do anything in the offseason or the draft uh, to address. They tried to with draft pick, but it looks like a bust right now. Uh, pe- people are still running on us. So it's uh, not, not a good thing defensively. And, you know, but the thing is, like, it's it's the offense seems to be doing all right. I mean, Zeke and, and, and Dak are, are getting the job done. And then, you know, Amari Cooper uh, has got 900 yards receiving. Jason Witten coming back in from retirement is is doing well. Michael Gallup making tons of catches. So, I mean, is it the defense that's not able to, to, to keep up? And, 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 you know, even out the scoreboard for you guys? Or you, do you have to really light up the scoreboard to be able to win a football game? <clears throat> the, this is the other part of the narrative with the Cowboys is they're a slow-starting team. Okay, wow. so they are a slow-starting team. And a lot of the firepower comes in the second half. That's why, you know, s- some of the rankings and, and uh, stats, they're kind of – they don't tell the full story. You know, the sure. Cowboys, slow starters, bumbling up and down the field. Once they get to the – Red zone, they still can't punch it in. It's still some of the same type of issues. Game management, uh, in-game decision by Garrett has continued to uh, haunt us. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I was watching uh, um, the good chunk of the uh, the Thanksgiving game, and 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 like you said, you guys are are slow starters. You basically lost the game in the first half. I mean, the Buffalo got up ahead, you know, and went in with a decent lead. Uh, at halftime and pretty much all they had to do in the second half was maintain it and they were able to able to do that similarly the bears are also uh very slow starters i mean watch out for the bears in the third quarter because nobody makes second half adjustments like those guys do Mm -hmm. they can have trouble getting first downs in the first half and then on the first drive in the third quarter they'll run the whole field and put a touchdown uh, on the board <laughs> on you so mm. you know they they did it five out of the last they did it five weeks in a row before they did it on their second drive against Detroit instead of the first one on Thanksgiving snapping the streak but five weeks into the second half of the of the season they scored a touchdown on their opening drive five weeks in a row so but I mean this was after also abysmal first halves like you said and getting into the red zone when they get to the red zone they can't close they have to settle for field goals and i saw that your kicker is 19 for 28 so i guess you're not closing the deal every time you get in the red zone either Mm, that yeah i was about to say that's the other part of it you know um the kicker and and the cowboys are very stubborn they'll stick with bad players they'll die on the sword for these guys (laughs) you know and, and that's what they're doing with this guy they brought in three kickers and they're not making the change, so it's it's on Garrett now. I mean, it's it is what it is. So, are you anticipating having a brand new coach uh, next year? Because Jerry Jones made a very odd comment that I read. I don't know if he made it today. He definitely made it this week. He said Jason Garrett will be coaching in the NFL next year. That doesn't exactly sound like he's going to be my guy in 2020. Have you seen The Irishman? The I movie? have. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this. This is how I and I talked about this with my podcast that we just uh, did earlier, but Garrett, I mean Jerry Jones, with this comment is doing the it's what it is. All right, so yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. the bottom line. You get to the Super Bowl, and that's and that's that. It, it, it's it's what it is. It's the bottom line. You get to the Super Bowl, you stay here. If not, you will be, you know, most likely coaching somebody else. But it won't be the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, and it's almost like, uh, you know, you guys are kind of lucking into this, almost backing your way into the playoffs because everyone else 
in the division is mm-hmm. lousy at this yeah. moment, or the Eagles can't quite figure out what they're doing. Uh, they're five and seven right now. I mean, they lost to the Dolphins this Sunday. I mean, that's yeah. that's rough, man. I know the Dolphins have won three out of their last five, but you don't want to be one of those three, uh, you know, especially when you're in a tight division race right now. And granted, they'd still be behind you because you guys won the first matchup, but you know, you want to be right right there, and they they lose, and now they're a game back. Uh, you know, after losing, the Giants are having their struggles. And, you know, the Redskins are, you know, have already fired Jay Gruden and, and everything. They're on their yeah. second coach of the season already. Pat Shermer sounds like he's out the door uh, in, in New York uh, as well. So, I mean, it's you're in the best division to be in for this kind of year that you guys are having right now. Yeah, no doubt. You know, so who wants it? You know, it's uh, – <laughs> For me, it's the Cowboys players are going to have to overcome the coaching. You know, the coaching mm. is just not getting it done. So if the players themselves want it bad enough, they're going to have to put it on themselves to to take control and, and, and try to make a run. But, I mean, that NFC, you know, uh, <laughs> it looks rough. I mean, yeah, it, it's going to be a gauntlet for whoever's in the tournament, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an extremely top-heavy conference right now i mean even the the fifth seed right now is the 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 49ers because the seahawks hold the tiebreaker uh they're both 10 and 2 but you know the five seed is 10 and 2 right now the sixth seed is the vikings at eight and four they're two games better uh than the cowboys the cowboys are just the the beneficiaries of having a lousy division uh underneath them uh right now i mean there probably wouldn't be a whole lot of faith in the cowboys beating the 49ers in the wild card round if the season were to end uh, today mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um it's just uh, it, it's just a weird place to be in right now the cowboys fan because there's just so much going on you know you got the yeah. garrett uh you know looking like he's on the way out but we're still in it but then you know we it's gonna be another one and done probably if you i mean the 49ers i mean that that, that program looks well put you know well yeah. put together and uh they're gonna be tough to beat well, I mean, and then you you have the um, you know the, the 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 you have the Jason Garrett situation, which is not going away anytime soon. Unfortunately, players and mm-hmm. and Jerry Jones and the coaches and everything are going to have to talk about this until the season is over, one way or the other. Then, yeah, yeah. once the season finally ends, you got to pay Dak, you got to pay Amari Cooper, you know, and and try to figure out how to fit all of that under the under the salary cap and and you know jerry jones before the season was talking about how after he paid jalen smith there's less pie was like well you got to spend more money with less pie how are you going to pull that off uh and keep the two of the most important pieces of your offense yeah it's it's gonna be a challenge it's i i feel the car was at a major crossroad right now i mean I'm, i'm just looking ahead right now it's it's gonna be I mean, I have the opportunity to be just a big cataclysmic change, you know. I like some like it's gonna be kind of exciting at the same time, but you know, I, I, the other side of the coin is, you know, if they don't get it right with the head coach, it could be, you know, bad news for a while. So we'll see. Well, I mean, that's the thing with with Jerry Jones. I mean, and the the allure of the the Cowboys is that he can usually attract some pretty heavyweight names i mean there's even there's rumors about him pulling lincoln riley away from oklahoma maybe pulling urban meyer out of out of retirement Mm -hmm. and you know other people like ron rivera became available today would he be an intriguing option for the cowboys and you know and things like that i mean it's you know the the cowboys are 
you know, one of the more favored jobs in the league when it is available. And with the players that you guys have in place uh, and everything, I guess a, it, a lot is going to hinge on how the free agency goes, even though you hire your head coach before free agency starts. But, you know, the question about Dak and Amari Cooper and everything are going to be answered because I don't know what head coach is going to want to come in and, and possibly lose both of those guys. Yeah, the and the Cowboys, it's it's every season, every off season is something. You know, Zeke last year holding out, and right. I just feel that if they franchise Dak, he's probably going to hold out. He'll probably be in Cabo. It's always somebody. You know, someone getting suspended, somebody holding out. Um, I, as I was, as a Cowboys fan, you just wish that you could just get through off season with no headaches, but it never happens. <laughs> never happens. <laughs> So I mean, let's let's look ahead to the to the game here uh, on Thursday. I mean, it, it's going to be in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are six and six. I mean, it looks like you're you probably be like the Bears. The Bears are three and three at home. They're three and three on the road. I mean, I think that's what you guys are, isn't it? Three and uh, I think that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Three and three because <clears throat> I see the Giants, the Dolphins, and the the Eagles for home wins so yeah so yeah i see three and three at home three and three on the road so i mean you know you're 500 across the board for either of them but do the you know even though the stats say they play just as well as home as they do on the road i mean how do the cowboys look at home or at the road on the road i should say sorry um man it, it really depends on the season you know there was one season where we were virtually undefeated on the road right um, other seasons it's been more more like this is is more common, you know, that kind of win one, lose one, that, that kind of thing. Like three and three, that's about right under Jason Garrett, unfortunately. So, um, but but for me, when I look at this game, it's like, okay, we're going to Chicago, and I just have memories of us not doing good in Chicago, especially mm-hmm. in December. So, yeah, I think the weather is a big X factor uh, for the Cowboys. So, uh, we'll see. What, what what is the weather going to be like? Do you know? Uh, I can take a look real quick. Um... Let's see. Thursday, forty. Well, the high is forty-five. So, but the low will be thirty. So it, it'll be chilly out. But it, I'm not seeing any forecast for snow or anything like mm-hmm. that. It won't be as bad as that one Monday night game where it was like nine below zero, and the Bears scored five times in the first half. Yeah, that's that's probably the one that sticks out the most in my mind. That that was a shellacking right there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Josh McCown threw like four touchdown passes in the first half of the uh the game. The Bears did not punt till like the fourth quarter or whatever that was. Um yeah, I seem to remember enjoying that game, but I guess that was that was a different experience. Yeah. Uh for you, but you know, I mean, Jason Garrett, I mean, what kind of are the players still behind him? Is is he losing? Uh, the locker room. I mean, how much of the drama between him and Jerry Jones is carrying over into the locker room itself? Um, it's it's pretty much it's a week to week thing. You know, I was really interested to see how they would respond um, in the Bills game. You know, would, would they would they completely check out or what would they do? And in that game, at the end, it, it did look like you know they checked out. You know, they 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 got ahead seven zero. The wheels fell off. A lot of missed field goals, and it, it it really did look like at the end of that game that uh, that they kind of checked out. So for this Chicago game, um, it, it's going to answer. I think I think it's going to answer a lot for the Cowboys. You know, as far as the rest of the season, you know, because uh, 
you're hearing all the right things, you know, all the, everybody says all the right things in the interviews, but mm-hmm. when it comes down to the kickoff, that that's when we'll know. We'll know what these guys are, are all about. Yeah, I'm wondering how, you know, a game between two slow starters is going to look uh, <laughs> on Thursday, you know, which one of them might actually potentially uh, show up because the Bears, out of the ordinary this past Thursday against the against the Lions scored in their opening drive for only the second time all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they finally scored. They scored a touchdown. They we have 17 points for the entire season on opening drives. We got a field goal. We got a touchdown week four, and then this past uh, Thursday a touchdown against the Lions. So getting off to a quick start and getting a grabbing an early lead, a lead uh, not the mo uh, for the Bears. Uh, this year like I said before it's usually in the second half or in the third quarter in particular where the Bears do most of their damage so if you can weather if you can keep the Bears the way that they are in the first half and then weather the third quarter the fourth quarter should go pretty easily uh, for the uh, for the Cowboys because the the Bears scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter against the Lions so we did two things this past Thursday we don't do we scored in the first quarter we scored again in the fourth we don't do that routinely we were like one of the worst teams like somebody broke it down quarter by quarter. In the third quarter, the Bears are like second in the NFL in scoring in the third quarter, but 32nd in the league uh, in scoring points in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, that's... Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> that's interesting. It, <laughs> it was interesting, and it was interesting watching it uh, unfold on Thursday, knowing that we needed a touchdown to win the game and knowing that we have the worst offense in the NFL as far as scoring points in the fourth quarter. So imagine my delight when we actually scored the touchdown that we needed to win the game uh, against the Lions uh, on Thursday. That was actually pretty, pretty nice that we pulled that one, uh, pulled that one off. So this episode of the podcast is also brought to you by our friends at Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence where it counts, so listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color, brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, everybody's favorite bathtub pill. So you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready when the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for all our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. Once again, that's bluechew.com, B-L-U-E, chew.com, promo code armchair to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Now let's get back to the show. <laughs> what do you make of the, 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 the shouting matches and stuff that were heard coming from out of the locker room after the Bills game? Yeah, well, it, it came out that it was Michael Bennett, you know. Um, oh, that's <clears> really surprising. Really the one. But um, when when I think about it, you know, I think about where Bennett has been. He, he's been at really good programs like uh, the Seahawks, right? Mm-hmm. And under Bill Belichick. So for me, he's probably like 
you know, th- we're not playing how I'm, I'm be- <laughs> he's probably not used to being coached how he's coached. Maybe it's, you know, just not up to par, you know, like Pete Carroll and Bill Bell. These guys are consistent for the most part. Right. So he's probably looking at what the Cowboys are doing and, and it's not it. It's, it's not playoff championship football. And he's probably frustrated by it because he knows he's seen it. He's been through it yeah. and he sees what he has here with the Cowboys and they ain't it. Ain't it. Yeah, a few years back in 2014, actually, the there was a very similar situation that happened with the Bears. It was mid-season. Um, it wasn't later in the season like this was. It was mid-season, and it was basically the first sign that um, that Tressman, who was thank God fired at the end of that season, had mm-hmm. lost the locker room because it would appear that the inmates were running the asylum uh, at at that point and. Um, you know, with with all the the hubbub about uh, Jason Garrett and you know Jerry Jones n- never shied away from an interview or anything like that to for this whole situation to kind of be you know happening all at once, it, it makes you wonder if if Garrett has lost hold of the locker room, especially when the players blow up at each other like that for the for the media to be able to hear. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's it'll be interesting. Like I said, I think this game, we'll see if they come out flat and just don't respond, or they just you know let you guys run all over them and score. I mean, I think we, the writing's on the wall that you know these guys have, have checked out. <laughs> and even with the losses, they're still calculating. Cowboys can still make it in. You know, the, if the Eagles screw up here and there, so it, it's a uh, it, it's a strange season. <laughs> it's just a bizarre season. All yeah, around. yeah, no kidding, man. I mean, it's it's. Uh... It's been interesting, you know, watching the 49ers do what they do. Uh, and, and I know that this is what they've been building towards, but for them to be, you know, what, 5-11 and 11 or 4-12 and 12 last mm-hmm. year to explode to 10 wins and we still got four games uh, left to play. The Seahawks all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, are, are near the top of the NFC and, you know, everyone is struggling below the Saints in the NFC and and. and uh, the the Vikings and the 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 Packers return to form, and the Bears just fall out of uh, nowhere when they're seemingly. I'm mean, almost like the Cowboys. They didn't do a whole lot of tweaking uh, or make any big moves over the off season. They're pretty much happy with the, the the cards they were dealt and decided to play the same hand all over again. And yeah. the rest of the NFL did the maneuvering and and you know found their trump cards and have been. Uh, you know, playing those in the NFL season 2019 has been unkind to both the Bears and the Cowboys, who were both who both had lofty expectations coming into this uh, into the season. When you and I spoke back in in June, July, whenever it was, you know, we were talking about this Week 14 matchup. We were expecting, you know, like two 10 win teams to be button heads or nine win teams, or two division leaders battling for uh, you know home field advantage in the, in the NFC playoffs, not two teams that are lucky to have six wins right now that you know yeah. one's one's got one's two games back in the wild card and the other one like we said before is the beneficiary playing in the weakest division in the nfl right now no doubt man it's it's crazy but let me ask you real quick so sure from the Bears side what from uh from an outsider looking in you know you kind of hear rumblings about trubisky and uh-huh. the offense and that kind of thing what what is what do you think has been the biggest uh issue with with the bears right now like why are they six and six right now that is a fantastic question joe and no one can answer it to be completely honest with you because i mean i had olin krutz who was a former bear on the show 
uh, at the midway point uh, mm-hmm. of the season. And his answer for the Bears' struggles, who were 3-5 and five at the time, was that simply no one is playing well right now. Mm. You know, because it, it's like uh, it, it was like a game to game, you know, almost a quarter to quarter thing. You could say, "Ooh, Trubisky, terrible there. But I mean, he struggled all throughout. He's actually looked really good the last three, four weeks. I mean, against the we've played the Lions twice and the Giants. So consider that for what you will. But no. he's he's looked better. He's been smarter with his throws. He's been a bit more accurate, uh, especially last week against the, the Lions. It was the best game that he's played uh, all year. We've struggled with the offensive line at times. We've struggled with Nagy and his play calling. We played that game against the Saints. We we threw the ball fifty four times. We ran the ball seven times. You know, mm. not very hard to figure out what it was the Bears were trying to do that day when they ran the ball seven times total, and they ran five times in the first half. So we ran the ball twice in the second half in what was a one score game until like middle of the third quarter. So. There's just it's it's it could be an any you throw all of that into a blender and that's your answer, you know it's a combination Nagy and his play calling Trubisky and his struggles that we lead the 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 receivers lead the league in drops drop passes this year we've had zero contribution from our tight ends we're our starting tight end on Thursday is going to be our fourth stringer off the practice squad so no. that's where we're at with tight ends uh, right now Kyle Long who's supposed to be our the best offensive lineman we've had has been on IR and off the field for about five weeks now we've got an undrafted uh, free agent in his second year starting at right guard for us right now we we ended the James Daniel at center experience put him back at guard where he was last year Cody Whitehair put him back at center I mean the Bears are struggling to find the answers just as much as we as fans and analysts and such are trying to figure out what the problem is to try to mm-hmm. see if we can narrow it down to one thing it's not it's all of those things and they've been taking turns being the problem in various yeah. games. Like one week it's penalties, the next week it's miscues, then it's drops, then it's mental errors, then it's play calling. And it's, that's what's been so frustrating is that you can't put your finger on it and say, we can't run the ball, that's why the offense is struggling. No. We won't run the ball, but when we do, the offensive line can't block. The receiver you know, does this and so on. It's, it's just it's a ton of different answers and that's what's been so frustrating is watching like when we think we've got one thing fixed, you know, like plugging your like the, 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 the metaphor, you stick your finger in the hole to block the, the water and then another leak springs out. You try to plug that one. Another one starts springing out. You just you don't have enough fingers for all the holes that need to be filled. No. Yeah, <laughs> I hear that, man. It's like whack-a-mole. The combos yeah, are exactly uh, so, so much like the same what you're saying. As I hear you talking about it, I'm like, that is <laughs> That's been us. Self-inflicted yeah. wounds, man. And sure. it just, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know? it's 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 frustrating to watch because you're you're not that far removed from watching this team, you know, and knowing what it's capable of. And and yeah. the thing is that the defense hasn't been as special as it was a year ago, but it's still a top ten unit, you know. And and when and watch looking at the those graphics that they post on Twitter or that they show. Uh, on Sports Center and all that kind of stuff. Here are the top five scoring defenses in the league. The Bears are like number three or number four, and the other four teams in the top five are all in the playoffs. And the Bears are, you know, one of the best scoring defenses in the league, and we're struggling to get to 500. You know, we had to win the last two weeks to be 500. 
uh, and everything. But the Patriots are ten and two. The Bills are nine and three. The you know the, uh, the you know the Forty ers are ten and two. All of these other teams have you know ten wins, nine wins, leading their division. They're in the playoffs, no doubt. When the Bears need a miracle to make it that far. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the parody that, that the uh, NFL wants. You know, they they definitely get it. You know, but as fans as as a, from our team, so you know we. We don't like the results we're having this year for for sure. Yeah. So you guys are slow starters on on offense as well with Dak and Zeke and all those guys. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's slow starting. You know, it's uh, we get a lot of penalties. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Tyron Smith. Uh, I know he. I think he, I feel. I just feel like he's on the backside of his career. You know, just a lot of penalties, holding. It's somebody. It's, it's somebody um, different every game too. It seems like so. You know, you, you're able to move the ball down the field, and then with with the bad kicker that we have, we don't even get three points out of it anymore. So, right, it, it's a mess right now. <laughs> and how is your offensive line? You guys just lost somebody for the year, right? Well, the, with the offensive line too, you know, I, a lot of the media overhypes the Cowboys' offensive line as you know one of the best or the best or elite. They're they're not. They haven't been that since like 2016, but they've been riding the coattails of. You know the previous seasons. You know just sure. because we got first round picks, almost up and down that that line. But yeah, Connor Williams, he's out. He's they rushed him back, and now they blew his ACL out. Um, so just some incompetence. You know that, that that we feel. You know like why did you rush him out? He just had his knee scope like literally the week before, and they put him back in there and they blew his knee out. So um it's a kind of decisions that, that we're getting under under garrett you know they just you scratch your head and just you know you just you gotta roll with it yeah yeah i mean so who's gonna be the the guard in his spot now well we got xavier suofilo you know okay. former uh i think he was a second round pick for the texans that sounds about um, right. yeah but no he's 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 not it i mean he's he's a big guy but you know he's not going to give you the athleticism. You know you're not going to be able to pull um, and and do some of the things that that uh, the Cowboys really excel at. You know you're kind of you kind of getting hurt there with that. And then pass blocking is questionable. He's just too slow for me. I just it's not sure. a not a good fit <laughs> for the offense, especially right. Oh yeah, yeah. So and and Zeke is uh, you know it's what, I think he's over 900 yards. He hasn't broken a thousand. Uh, yet, so I mean, you know, is is he doing it all himself, or the offense able to to get it get it right every now and then? Um, it's it's weird with Zeke because it's uh, you know, obviously he's probably going to finish the year with I don't know, maybe thirteen hundred yards, maybe, mm-hmm. which is pretty good, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's had a lot of seasons where that, but this season, you know, it's kind of like he got the money. Uh, doesn't look like he's running as hard as he used to the speed doesn't look like it's there he hasn't had a breakaway touchdown in forever you know and there's i mean that that's kind of scary i think there was a stat where he hasn't had a, a run over 20 yards and in, in forever so <laughs> that's not what you want from a 90 million dollar running back so right yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens there especially this is the performance he's giving you after he just got paid exactly exactly yeah, yeah, that's that's not what you want to see. You you don't want to see a guy take a step back after he got the money that he held out for. That's yeah, it, uh, it's a it, bad it's, look. Yeah, it's so it's that plus now the Cowboys look like they're more of a passing team now. So you know they're able to sling it around here and there. 
And the and the running game for the Cowboys is kind of taking a back seat, you know. And you and you like like I say, you just paid Zeke all this money, and he's not the focal point of the offense anymore. It's kind of shifted towards uh, the passing game. Now is that a Kellen Moore thing that that you guys are passing more since he's calling the plays now? Um, it could be that, and it, it could be more. It, it could also be that you know we're just not uh, opening holes as much for Zeke. You know, I mean, um, I think it's a little bit of both. Well, I mean, because that's been the thing that's been frustrating with, I mean, with Nagy this year is that he hasn't really shown a great deal of patience with the running game. Kind of like uh, when when Mike Martz was calling our plays, if he. You know, you ran the ball on first and 10, you got one yard. It's like, well, the running game isn't working. We're going to go to the passing game now. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you don't run it for the rest of the football game, even though you got one yard on the very first play of the game. Well, that's it. Obviously, the running game's not working today, so we're going to try something else. Is is more impatient with the running game, or is he just more apt to call plays? Or what happens with the Bears is, you know, sometimes Nagy will – it's that stupid-ass run, that RPO thing. Mm-hmm. where if you give the quarterback the decision, nine times out of ten he's going to want to throw the football. So, you know, is is more putting the decision in, in, in Dak's hands and he's just throwing the ball more, or is he just as impatient with the run as Nagy appears to be most times? Uh, that's a good question, you know. Um, I think, you know, part of the uh... – the part of the the allure to make Kellen Moore the offensive coordinator was that, uh, you know, it, it, it would uh, it would open up the playbook, you know, me, basically meaning the the passing game, you know. So you got Cooper, you got a second year player with Gallup who's really coming to his own, and you know that um, everything's clicking there for the most part. You know, once they do get clicking, it's it's kind of hard to stop them. So uh, I think it's just. I think it's a part of it, but still, you know, you you do need to to run the ball in this league, or you're not going to make it. You know, you gotta you can't be one dimensional. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, we know we've got the second or third worst offense in the NFL statistically, and uh, we've <laughs> we've watched. You know, we, we've we've got this kid David Montgomery at running back who could be outstanding if we could just block for him. And we're not running the ball enough to to give the offensive line enough chances to open up holes for them and and things like that. And you, on the other hand, have an all pro uh, running back. You're not really using him. I know he can catch out of the backfield, so that's still uh, an option for you guys to get the ball into into Zeke's hands. But he he's a workhorse back that's supposed to be running out of the backfield. No, oh, yeah, absolutely, no doubt. So how about your defense? I mean, I know that uh, Robert Quinn has found the fountain of youth. He's got nine and a half sacks so far this year. I mean, who's is there? Is there? Does he have uh, Khalil Mack disease where nobody on the other side is helping him out? I mean, so yeah, Robert Quinn has been a nice find for the Cowboys. Um, I wouldn't mind extending him, you know, right. but I still feel that they're thin there as far as like the depth. You know, if they want to bring pressure and waves, they don't really have it. I mean, you have. Uh, Lawrence, who um, he plays banged up a lot of the time, gets a lot of double teams. I mean, he's still making sacks, but uh, we're we're getting nothing from the middle of the defense, uh, and it's been like that for for a while now. If you want to run on the Cowboys, it'll be up the middle, um, and uh, and screen games. You know, if you if you're uh, if you have a good screen game, you, you can you can terrorize the Cowboys because you got sloppy tackling, and people don't make plays. 
Well, you're in luck this week, Joe, because we have to be one of the worst screen-running offenses I have ever seen. Uh, I don't know what it is, if it's about the timing uh, or just the execution of it all. Those, there's, I mean, Mitch has thrown so many balls into traffic when he's trying to set up a screen. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like our opponents can see the screen coming from a mile uh, away. It's like our offensive players are playing defense to keep the defense from picking it off more times than not just because they see it and then the worst part is mitch throws the ball anyway it's like hey don't do that oh christ thank god david montgomery can play defense because you know a lot of those plays could be so much uglier uh than they turn out being uh turn out to be sometimes but um so i wouldn't worry too much about the screen game uh this week but running up the middle um that could be an issue uh for you for you guys if you're if you're weak up the middle especially with no vander esch uh, this week and possibly for even uh, longer, um, mm-hmm. it's all going to be on Jalen Smith, correct? Oh yeah, and that's he's uh, he he's been the guy there. You know, he's he's been having to take up a lot of that slack. Um, you know, obviously we have Sean Lee, but he's all he, he's not the same. You know, every now and then he'll he'll look like vintage Sean Lee, but it's only in spurts. You know, you don't get a complete game out of him. He's he's just not the same player. So, yeah, uh, Jen Smith, really the guy who's, you know, your sideline to sideline linebacker right now. Yeah. And then how about the secondary? How are they looking this year? The <clears throat> secondary, a um, little bit uh, not not too good. They don't they don't turn their head. Um, and that's where Chris Richard's getting a lot of uh, a flack here. You know, a lot of fans are starting to really, you know, uh, put some heat on him as well. You know, he, he comes from a vaunted – you know, Seattle program, Legion of Boom, and this and that. Comes here to the Cowboys, not not so much. You know, the success isn't there, and, and, and part of that might be the talent. You know, you don't have, you know, Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, the hammer right there in the middle. We don't have, we don't have these types of players, you know. Uh, Cheeto Wuze will probably be the guy that gets targeted the most. You know, um, he gets a lot of penalties, PIs, doesn't turn his head back. Uh, Byron Jones on the other side uh, does pretty good. I think he's, um, you know, probably playing himself out of out of Dallas. I don't know if they'll be able to afford him. Um, so that's the the corner safeties. Nah, not not too good. <laughs> not too good. All right. Well, I mean, how do you how do you see the game unfolding on Thursday? Right now, the Cowboys are three point favorites, so the Bears are three point home dogs. Uh, this week so i mean how how do you uh i mean how are you liking your chances on on thursday coming off uh you know that loss to the bills um i i don't you know i just i feel that they are what they are you know slow starting team and they don't beat teams that are 500 or above so until they can prove that they can beat a 500 team i just it's hard for me to you know psych myself into you know believing in something that i really don't you know like it's been it's been that kind of season, you know. It's not yeah, it's sure. not like where you're like, oh, we're gonna beat these guys, or you know, this this, this isn't nothing. We'll, we'll beat them. Now it's just like you're 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 there for the <laughs> you're almost there for the entertainment. Like, how are they gonna screw this up? Like, <laughs> is it gonna be a, a missed field goal by Maher? Is it gonna be a a fumble? I mean, they get I mean they get creative sometimes on on how they lose some of these close games. So sure, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Yeah, I know exactly how you feel, man. Uh, that's been the the feeling this year. I mean, there have been some performances this year where if if 
if not for this podcast, I would have bailed on the game at some point. Mm. You know, it's like I, I, I just can't watch this. You know, it's like I love this team too much, and they are killing me right now. They are literally killing me, and I'm not going to let them. But because I have to do this, or I choose to do this, I don't have to do it. I choose to do this. You know, I got to stick around. I got to see how this unfolds. I got to see what happens. And it's been gut-wrenching at times. Uh, you know, and, and the funny thing is, we've won six games, and they're only out of the six, we can only feel good about, like, two of them. The other ones are like, yeah, but kind of wins it's like <laughs> yeah. yeah we won like we beat denver yeah we won but we probably should have lost if we if not for that roughing the passer call that the referees gave us you know yeah, yeah we beat the the redskins but they were coming back on us before we finally shut them down uh yeah we beat the the lions but they almost came back and beat us on the last play of the game yeah we beat the 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 giants but you know, you know, Saquon almost did this, blah, 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 or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there have been a lot of yeah, but wins this year. It's like only our win against the Vikings week four, where we stomped a mud hole in the Vikings. And then this past Thursday, you feel good about it because we came back. We did what we needed to do in order to win the game. We scored the game winning touchdown. We went back. We intercept the pass to, to close it down. It's done. It's there's no it's decided. We won the game. We we put our foot down. It's over with. The Bears hadn't done that in God knows how long. So out of six wins, we only feel good about two of them. You know, that's not a good season. Then you got six losses on top of that, and we probably should have won at least two or three of those games uh, as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of bitterness about how the season is going because the if, ands, or buts and everything, the the season should have gone a lot differently than it has, and I know that you guys feel the same way. Yeah, it, it is, man. We we do feel the same way. It's uh, and you know you try not to be, you know, negative about it. Sure. You know, yeah. you know, it's, it's like you said, we cover our teams because we do love these guys. We want them to succeed, but at the same time, you're, you you got to be realistic about things. You don't want to be yeah. the homers like, oh, we're gonna beat this guy. We're, no, you you've seen what they've done this far. We're week fourteen already. And, uh, you know, the, we're, at, we're at the back end of the season. So you, you know what your team is right now. You know, yeah. there's, there's nothing about we, we can fix this and that. No, that's, that's, we are what we are. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. nothing to be fixed. This, this is what we are. This is, you know, where we're at right now. Well, I'm, I'm intrigued by the game because, you know, like I said, our last three wins are two wins against the Lions and the Giants. So not exactly the most impressive wins to lean on. Uh, to get where we're at uh, right now. And the Cowboys, I would consider to be a step up in competition this Thursday. So I'm very interested to see how the Bears are going to answer that call. Can they keep this momentum going and win their third game uh, in a row, you know, a home game and, and you know, put one over on the uh, the Cowboys and, and get over 500 for the first time since September or whenever it was that we fell below 500? Uh, and everything, or will it be the Cowboys that use the Bears as a springboard to, you know, getting the fourth quarter of the season off to a, a good start uh, for them? You know, it's it could go either way, and that's that's what's interesting going into the game is that neither side can really say with much confidence, like, yep, this is how this is going down <laughs> yeah. uh, on Thursday. It's like here, you and I are both are saying like. Well, I mean, we we can probably win this game, right? I mean, we can beat the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are like, yeah, we can definitely beat the Bears. It's like, but will they? Yeah, that's the question. 
Yeah. You know, it's like That's I say it. this. I say this on the podcast all the time. Can the Bears win the game on Sunday? Absolutely. It's the NFL. Uh, you know, if the Dolphins can beat the Eagles last Sunday, this or if, hell, if the Bengals can finally figure out how to win a football game, I'm sure that we can win uh, a game this Thursday night. But will the Bears win? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. You yeah. know, I don't. The Cowboys yeah. are are better than than the teams we've been playing the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, it's like we've been beating up on the weaker kid the last two weeks. Now, now somebody our own size is coming to town, and I'm I'm interested to see how that's going to unfold. Yeah, it should should be it should be a, a very entertaining game for sure, man. I, either way, it's gonna somebody's got to win this game. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's got to do it. I mean, you have the tie, but I don't think yeah. either either team wants to settle for that, especially at this point uh, in the year. So. Um, Joe, thanks so much uh, for coming back on, man. Glad you're feeling better, so yeah. that we could finally get this uh, finally get this one in. Uh, usually, we've had a, we would have had a few more days on a regular schedule to get this done, but the abbreviated week means we got to get it done sooner. So, thanks for coming back, man. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on, and hopefully, we can catch uh, another one here upcoming seasons. Yeah, yeah. Why not? That would be uh, that'd be great. So. Joe Rodriguez from uh, this. I guess this will be a crossover episode, man. You're one of our uh, Armchair Media Network shows, the Frisco Report. So if you want to dig in on uh, all things Cowboys, go ahead and check that out. So Joe Rodriguez, thanks so much, man. Appreciate it, man. Remember, guys, promo code ARMCHAIR to get your first shipment of Blue Chew free. Just pay the $5 shipping. And, of course, use the promo code CHAIR to activate your first deposit, double your first deposit, with mybookie.ag. want to thank Joe for coming on the show to help us uh, hash out this game between the, uh, the Bears and the Cowboys. I don't know how you guys were feeling about it going into it. You know, uh, as I, you know, expressed my uh, expressed to, to Joe there, I have my doubts, but I'm also, you know, I'm certain the Bears can win. Absolutely. I think that we can do enough to win a game against the uh, the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are ripe for the picking uh, right now. I mean, we, we you know, we, we've heard about the infighting in in the locker room, the coaching situation that could or could not come to pass, uh, you know, and everything with them. The, the you know the slow starter thing I was not aware of that uh, when Joe brought it up how they get off to a slow start so God forbid if the Bears can come out and put an early touchdown on the board then get Dallas into an early hole they might fall into the whole here we go again thing could turn into something uh, for the Bears you know I, I think this is definitely a winnable game uh, for us especially with the with the Packers the Chiefs and the Vikings ahead after you know then three games left after this this is probably the most winnable game that we have on the schedule right now and in order to be 10 and 6 first we have to be 7 and 6 so we got to come in and get the job done on Thursday night uh against the Cowboys so um I'm I'm very interested to see how this one is going to uh unfold I mean after talking with Joe it's it's pretty obvious what the Bears need to do. It's not really even so much about, you know, protect Mitch, cut down on penalties, blah, blah, blah. Start fast. 
You know, if we can put seven, maybe even ten points on the board early on, and you know, kind of it, basically, it's it's how you you beat the Bears. Uh, since the Bears are the slow starters, put some early points on them, put them in a hole, get Nagy to abandon his game plan sooner than he usually does, which wouldn't take much. But you know, and then weather the storm in the third quarter, where we're one of the best scoring teams in the league, and you probably got the game licked. Now I don't know how the Cowboys are as far as their scoring in the third and the fourth quarter, but it seems that starting fast, kind of like the Bills did uh, a week ago. I mean, they jumped all over the Cowboys. Had I think like a sixteen to nothing lead, maybe even more uh, going into the half, or it was like six twenty six twenty three to seven, whatever it was. Um, you know, they got off to a big lead, especially in the second quarter. They really pulled away uh, from the Cowboys, and then they just maintained it uh, in the second half and really got the job done there uh, as far as winning that game on the road on Thanksgiving uh, uh, night and everything. It was a really, really impressive win for the for the Bills. Kind of showed me that they might actually be for real. Now, if they could knock off the Patriots uh, as well, that would be pretty awesome. But um, that's just me wanting something different for the AFC. But, um, you know, I, I really do think that if the Bears could do that, if they could get out to an early lead, get, uh, you know, kind of jump in uh, the Cowboys' asses right away, that it could go a long way in, into us coming away with the victory uh, on Thursday. So, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's exciting to, to see what the possibilities are because a few weeks ago, I came on this show and I was like, we suck. The season is over. We're done. <laughs> it's, you know, and for us to, after, you know, we beat the Giants and the Detroit Lions, no big accomplishment there. But with the way this team has struggled for them to actually, you know, come through with the victories there and get the job done and put themselves in this position with the fourth quarter of the season looming, I think it says a lot, especially with the way that Mitch played. Uh, against the Lions hopefully it's something he can continue uh, against the Cowboys and I do kind of you know gulp with uh, nervousness thinking about the Cowboys coming to town not because they're so daunting but they're definitely better than the teams that we've played over the last four weeks you know with with the exception being the Rams who are still not playing very good football uh, right now two games against the Lions and the Giants not exactly a daunting schedule in the third quarter of the season. We won the games that we should have won. We lost the game that we could have, but we're most likely not going to win, you know, on the road at L.A. So, you know, the the third quarter of the season pretty much went the way that it was supposed to, uh, especially with the way the season is going. But here we are in the fourth quarter of the year, and with the way the Bears have played this year, most people would expect the Bears to go 0-4 across the board uh, against these teams. We're not going to be favored to win any of them, not one. We're not favored to beat the Cowboys at home on Thursday. We sure as hell won't be favored to beat uh, the Packers in Lambeau uh, next week or the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football or the Vikings week number 17. It's just not going to happen. We're not going to be favored again for the rest of the uh, season. But we can win all these games. You know, the Packers are not infallible. Mahomes is not uh, godlike like he was uh, a year ago. And we know what we're capable of against Kirk Cousins. And God forbid... We're like eight and seven going into that game. Cousin struggles against 500 or better football teams. So we might be able to pull one more out against Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Who knows? But uh, it'd be interesting to see if we could put ourselves in that position to go into Minnesota with with our season on the line, much like they, you know, they had their season on the line a year ago and choked 
uh, against us. So would they conceivably choke in keeping us out this time and possibly themselves at the same time? So would, would it happen two years in a row that the Bears could go into Week 17 and the Vikings needing a win to make the playoffs and we stop them from doing it for the second year in a row? Wouldn't that just be something? But like I said, in order to put ourselves in that position, we need to win this game on Thursday uh, against the Cowboys. And, you know, we just need to play good football. We need to be good, solid, consistent football because this is definitely a step up in competition from what we faced over the last uh, few weeks. And, um, you know, this is also a team that is like one of two things is going to happen with the Cowboys. They're going to come out and they're going to put it on us looking to redeem themselves from the national TV embarrassment that was the um, Buffalo Bills game. Or that loss is still going to be hindering them. They're going to get all in their heads about it and the first mistake that happens or the first thing that doesn't go their way, it's going to be bare game for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the evening. So that that's the other thing that makes this game so intriguing is no no idea really how it's going to unfold. Will the Bears be able to handle the step up in competition going from playing a 2 and 8 team and a 3-7 and 1 team to playing granted just a 500 team but a team that's capable of so much more than what they've been doing this year or, you know, will we crumble under the pressure? Will the the Cowboys be able to answer the call as far as being able to bounce back from that lame performance against the Bills on Thanksgiving, or will they suffer a third loss in a row and still be trying to dig themselves out of the out of a hole? God forbid if Philly wins their game next week, they'll be tied in first place at six and seven, which is ridiculous, but completely possible with the way things uh, are going. It's you know it's it's really just a matter of which team is going to step up on Thursday. Who's going to step up? Will it be the Bears? Will it be the Cowboys? That's the intriguing thing. Because with the way these two teams have been playing, you really don't know. You really don't know. They're two of the more unpredictable teams uh, in this league this year. Had very lofty expectations, you know, both teams uh, coming into the year. Neither has lived, you know, close to those expectations right now. But the Cowboys have the benefit of playing in the worst division in the NFL this year. And that's why they're in the playoffs right now. And the Bears are in third place in their division, two games behind uh, a wild card spot uh, at this point. So, you know, neither team is the version that they thought they were going to be uh, this season and uh, struggling to make something of this year you know and the Cowboys like I said may just benefit and back their way into the playoffs to get slaughtered by whoever the five seed is uh in the first round of the uh the playoffs this year you know and the Bears on the other hand have to keep winning with the toughest part of the schedule ahead of us so it really is going to be interesting to see who steps up who shows up who wants it more that's really the question who wants it more because you're gonna have to play your way in no if ands or buts uh there you know especially in the bears case they have to play and win to get in and they're going to need help so uh and the the only way they can help is to first help themselves before they can ask for help from anyone else so it's um definitely um i'm definitely excited about the game uh on thursday i'm kind of dreading it at the same time because it's on national tv and we haven't looked good on national TV this year. <laughs> we just haven't. So 
yeah, kind of dreading that at the moment. But, um, you know, I'm excited to see how this one's going to unfold. Who's going to step up? Who's going to get it done? Who's going to grab the win? Who's going to put themselves in a better position to keep going? You know, to keep going to have something to play for. I mean, we talked about it at the top of the show. We win this game. You know, Akeem was going to be back for the Packer game. What kind of boost will that give the defense to go in there against Green Bay in Lambeau and avenge that week one, you know, performance, especially on the offensive side? If I, you know, I'm, I, that's the game I really want to see. But we can't look past the Packers, or can't we look, we can't look the, past the Cowboys ahead to the Packers. We got to win this game first for next week's game to mean anything. So, yeah, I think that's going to do it. Um, I, I'm very intrigued to see how this is all going to uh, uh, roll out, as I've said about 25 times in the last few minutes. But should be fun uh, or interesting, entertaining, whatever uh, you know adjective you want to use to describe what may or may not unfold uh, on Thursday. So um, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. So anyway, that's going to do it for the Week 14 preview of the Bears Talk Underground. Come back. It's it's gonna we're gonna be off for a bit. You know, actually I take that back. We got a review episode to do first. I'm thinking I'm I'm already thinking about the Packer game, but we gotta do a review episode. Probably do that uh Friday night so it'll drop first thing on Saturday. Then we got a little bit of a break before we do the preview next Friday. So uh come back on Saturday for the review episode. See how it all turned out between the Bears and the Cowboys. Did we get the win that we needed, or was it the Cowboys who stepped up and got the road win? So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Bears Talk Underground. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.